Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Real Estate Network podcast. My name is Roy Pitts, and today I got my co host Luke Weaver with me. Luke, how's it going? Outstanding as usual, my friend. Dude, I'm excited for today's episode. Uh, this is a guy that I know really well from our last office, and I know that you two know each other really well, um, and I love the banter between both you guys. So without further ado, introduce our guest today. Yeah, I am fired up, guys. This is uh, one of my best buddies, and uh, he is a uh, not just a friend, but a brother, Marine Corps brother of mine, a combat veteran. He likes to give me a hard time because uh, I didn't see combat, and... Uh, and he did, but that's all right. Um, I love, respect this man very much, uh, not only in life and, and what he's done for our country and, and, you know, just as a person, but what he's doing in business and, and with his family. And so we are super psyched to have David Quantrell with us today. David, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys today? Outstanding. Thank doing you. Doing good, buddy. Doing good. Well, let's get to it, man. Uh, the whole premise of this is we want people to know more about you and understand why you got into this crazy business that we call real estate. Uh, so let's kind of hear a little bit about your story. Who, who is David and why did he get into real estate? Yeah, the thing, I, to, coming from, you know, obviously another veteran and someone who's in the Marine Corps, for you to go from, we talked about this before, actually, you know, you, you're a grunt. Like I, my MOS, the things that I did in the Marine Corps better set me up probably for success outside of the military yeah. structure. For you, it's like, hey, here's a 50 cal, you know, go shoot, kill, win. And then all of a sudden, here you are out into the world. And what do I do? And so how, how yeah. did this process happen for you? Yeah. So, yeah, you get out of the Marine Corps and they say, here you go. We'll move your stuff back home and have <laughs> <Good> fun. <luck. laughs> they don't really show you much. Uh, so, you know, I go through a few interviews. Um, and in these interviews, they're like, you know, wh what experience do you have? And I, you know, you got to look at them and go, well, you know, I could secure this whole building. I could set up fields of fire from the roof. <laughs> and, and you know this big desk you've got here? I could throw that on my back and walk 25 miles and be just fine. And when you know, do I start? Yeah. <laughs> Sir, we're just serving coffee here. <laughs> it didn't get me any jobs. So, um, yeah, I did the, did the selling cars jobs because they'll hire anybody. Um, and then, uh, being, then I kept on burning through interviews and interviews trying to get kind of into the more corporate world. And it just wasn't working out. So then I ended up uh, being an iron worker. Uh, a union iron worker built some some buildings and, and stuff like that and some skyscrapers that was it's kind of exciting and it was a good transition you know they, they had a brotherhood as well mm -hmm. you know just like the marine corps the camaraderie. yeah yeah so that was great uh learned a lot about construction um almost got killed twice yikes uh doing that and so it was, I became a journeyman and realized, so that took four years of apprenticeship, and then I realized I need to do something better. Uh, I have a skill set. I'm great with people. What could I do? I do like real estate. And so then I just started exploring it and looking into how do you become an agent and, and what does it look like to be an agent and, and where do you go? And I, and I found out that you know it's really rough in the beginning, mm -hmm. so I thought I'll go be an agent and an iron worker at the same time. Well, I went to school. Uh, I actually took the live classes to become an agent. Oh, you did? Online. I didn't do the online. Okay. I went to actual courses in the evening when I got done being an iron worker. You know what's funny about that is uh, another buddy of mine who was an agent, who was a Marine, he had a, he went and did the live courses. Well, for some reason, whenever I talk to a lot of military, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went and actually did the live courses. So Yeah. Because yeah. most people are doing the online stuff. So Yeah. Because yeah. all courses in the Marine out. Corps 
or live. <laughs> very, very <laughs> live. Yeah. They don't do anything by uh, over the computer. They don't train you that way. At least in my no. experience. What about yours, Luke? Did you oh, have a plenty of computers? Plenty yeah. of computers. We didn't know what they were. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, I still question if you know what it is. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! If you guys could just see these two looking at each other right now. <laughs> this is why I'm excited for this episode. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's simply, what were we talking about before? MP3s. And I was like, what's that? Yeah. I have no clue. Technology and me are still pretty back there. Do you listen um, to music? <laughs> it's on the radio, right? Uh, AM? <laughs> so, uh, took the classes, um, and then I kind of abandoned my first thought of doing both and just jumped in both feet okay. and uh, joined a team or helped start a team. Uh, with another agent at Keller Williams. Uh, great agent, Nicole Larson. Um, still friends with her today. Yeah. Um, she her signs all over. She's obviously, you know, yeah. continued to do well. Yeah, she's done it. Her, team, her and her new team, she, she developed a new team, which is doing great. Um, talked to her probably, you know, I just saw her maybe about two, three months ago at an event. And, uh, you know, just jumped in with, Kel- with Keller Williams and uh, was teaching some lead generation classes within my first six months of being an agent. They just learned that I had the gift of the gab, right? <laughs> that you do. I could talk. I could talk anybody into anything sometimes, and you know it's great. And so did that. Worked on that team, and then we we parted ways. And the market was pretty slow back then. Eight years. I've been in eight years okay. in real estate, and the market was pretty slow. Yeah. Uh, it was hard for a new agent because everything, uh, I mean, buyers were just few and far between. At right. That, at and that everything point. on the market was a short sale or a mm-hmm. foreclosure or an auction. Yeah. yeah. The pictures on it look great. You go there, the cabinets have been ripped out or there's squatters in there. It was it was a weird time in real estate. Um, so then I just, um, from there, uh, I did go get a second job because I actually got uh, custody of my children mm-hmm. and needed to have a, a solid job, and I did real estate at the same time. So I worked in the corporate world uh, as a business account manager because now in these interviews, I actually had some experience in the corporate world being right. a realtor. So went and did that for a little bit and then realized my real estate was just taking off, and I had to back out of that other job and just go back into into real estate full-time. And when I decided to do that, I was at First Point Real Estate because it was a more local boutique uh, brokerage. They kind of fit what I was trying to do at that time. Right. Uh, within my first year at First Point, uh, I became their number one agent. Dang. Uh, so I, I definitely realized, okay, now I'm on my right path. Right? Yeah. Yep. What yep. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing at this point. Um, I'm doing what I was designed to do. Um, and... Uh, just kept working at it at first point and then started the the team idea when I was at first point and um, wasn't getting a whole lot of support with trying to grow a team there Uh, I did end up bringing on an assistant at that point uh, because I was doing about you know eight deals a month on average uh, in the busy season, and I always had at least three or four in escrow. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is you'll you'll find it some of these smaller boutique brokerages. And we were talking about this on our podcast when when uh, when we did episode one mm-hmm. was that th- there's trade offs. You might have a smaller cap at a boutique brokerage, but you've got all these other tools that are not available. 
And so that's the that's the trade off you have to deal with on something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, it's not it's not a shot. It's a smaller boutique brokerage, so they have their place in the industry. Yep. it's just it's for it's designed for a certain model of agent and a certain model of you know growth projection. Right, and they, you know they, they don't have the resources to support the ideas that you had. Or yeah, that you wanted to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I said, I stayed their number one agent for three years in a row, and it just it it was kind of stalling out at that level. Uh, the amount that I was doing was kind of hit hit uh, a, you know the same every year with with maybe maybe a little bit of growth maybe a five to ten percent growth year over year but that wasn't what I was looking to do I was looking to grow a team I was looking to bring other agents on and I actually started thinking about opening my own brokerage right right, right. I remember we were talking about that well I remember at times yeah you, you come into to Rory and myself, because we were all, for those of you who don't know, we were all at uh, First Point together for a time, for an overlap, mm-hmm. and, um, and and even kicking the tires with us about if we'd be willing to go to a new brokerage with you, you know, that you started and, and that kind of a thing, and initially that wasn't entirely off the table, I don't think, for myself no. um, early on, so, I mean, because I, obviously... David and I have the connection, you know, the, the Marine Corps connection, and so it's, you know, we'll follow each other blindly into a hole, but yeah. um, <laughs> so there, there's that. But you're also seeing what he's doing in, in, in a short amount of time um, and the base that he's building, the client base that he's building. And, it, you know, it was impressive, and it's it's motivating, right? So anyway, so there so you So you must, you must have looked at the brokerages. Yeah, I had looked at a couple other brokerages. Uh, you know, when you become... A producing agent and one of the, people say I'm one of the top in the county. I don't get it, but I don't think I do enough to be one of the top in the county. But I guess I do. Um, I'm kind of that's what the way I try to be humble about it. Right. Um, yeah. You get calls from You're brokerages. Very You're very yeah. Humble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying. He's trying. That's way I, I said I try to be humble about sweating it. When you say that. <laughs> it's it's. You get calls, right? Yeah. That's how you kind of know you're doing well. Yeah. You hit these lists. You get calls from lenders. You get gifts in the mail from lenders and other brokerages, and it's just it oh, kind of gets old. Yeah, worst. the recruiting <laughs> calls. He's like, and and they they want to take you out. I mean, you can, I could drink coffee four days a week and probably have two free lunches every week because of yep. these calls. Yeah, you know, uh, from different people calling in the industry that want your business. And, you know, you don't want to take advantage of that. You don't want to become that guy that does that. You're a better so, person than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where are we eating? <laughs> so, so, so basically, I did I did the uh, business plan, and then I looked at my options. These larger uh, brokerages would support my growth. I looked at uh, two big ones and then opening my own brokerage. That right. was kind of my thoughts. And then it shifted to... Uh, buying into one of those brokerages as in is in opening my own brokerage with um let's just throw a couple names out uh john l scott or or sotheby's um or or opening my own boutique and i looked at them all and it is very expensive to break into the larger brokerage having an ownership in time consuming right yeah 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 yeah, and time consuming so i started looking at my own kids so yeah yeah your time depends on on who you ask (laughs) (laughs) but i can't i can't yeah um 
But then I, I really got set on opening my own brokerage and I started going through it and kind of putting a really rough business plan together, going through the steps of what do I need to do? Okay, I got to get my managing broker and my designated broker's license. Okay, then I got to find a location. What is that going to cost me? Okay, I started going through all these costs and then I started going, how am I going to bring agents on? And I went through and I, that's when I was talking to you guys. And I, I talked to some agents and I said, if I were to do this, would you, if, if I were you kind of, right. you know, yeah. um, um, and there were quite a few people that said, yeah, because I already had agents that attracted to me for what do you do to, to grow your business and what, do you, what would you do in these situations? I would get right. these questions all the time yep. from agents around me. And so I had probably 10 people that wanted to possibly go to another brokerage with me if I opened it. Um, and a few pretty good heavy hitters. Um, and, let's, it, and, and honestly, that's enough to start making money. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, you know, it's, what do we figure? It's around four or five agents capping mm-hmm. a year before you start to kind of break even and make money. So if you got 10 yeah. agents that are capping. Yeah, I'm going to make a little bit of money. Yeah. But not it's as much bit. But not as much as I was making from my real estate. So that's where I was looking at. So I already make pretty good money from my real estate transactions, right? Mm-hmm. right? And I have a good base of referrals and, and stuff like that. So I then was looking at how do I grow to a level where I don't need to do the real estate? Where is that going to, where is that number going to change where I can do minimal real estate and then um, also uh, grow this brokerage, right? right? What number do I need to get to? And and about this whole time when all this was going on, I, I had a meeting with a guy by the name of Andrew Denton, who is a property developer in Australia. Yep. I had a 30-minute one-on-one meeting with this guy when he was in the United States. For those of you who don't know Andrew Denton, you can Google him. He's, you know, highly visible, high-profile guy. Yeah. Um, Got his hands in a lot of different things as far as land development and um, and investments over in Australia. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. here as well, but, I mean, that's Mm -hmm. his his bread and butter. So So he's talking to me. That's pretty awesome. You got some time there. Yeah, it was a blessing. And I had 30 minutes with him, and he told me, i got to take the next step. It's solidified that I needed to open a brokerage. And it started pushing me in that direction. And about that time, I, I and then I did the math and I figured I needed to bring on 20 agents that were capping and into this brokerage to start making a decent amount of money that I could slow down on my real estate. Well, 20 agents is a lot of stress. It's a lot of time. A lot of overhead. A lot of overhead <laughs> and everything like this. And it's, you know, you don't have no genie in a bottle. It's mm-hmm. not like the 20 capping agents like that. That's mm-hmm. going to take some time. And then I hear this thing about EXP. I just hear it. Um, and I hear Luke and Rory are going to EXP. And I hear a little bit about it. And I'm like, perfect. It sounds great. I look at a little bit about it. But then I'm like, you know, I'm in the perfect position because I have this text uh, test dummy named Luke Weaver. Right. <laughs> You're welcome. That's going to go over there and either make it I'm or break it. Always proud to be the point man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it was test dummy, not point man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dropped you without the parachute. Like the house mouse. Going to the hole. If it blows up when you're in there, we know not to go in. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it was. So uh, you go over there. Yeah. And I'm watching it, and I've kind of put everything somewhat on hold. Just the planning is happening. I haven't moved forward with anything with either decision. 
And I'm hearing from Luke about this company, EXP, which I had honestly never heard of. I've seen like one listing from them or right. something. They were quite small. But now, you know, come to find out now, they're the fastest growing real estate company over in 20, the nation. Yep. Yeah. Over As 20, of this recording, yeah. over 20,000. Over 20,000 agents when, when we're on right now. Um, think about it, when, six when months ago, I came over in August, we were less than 11, I think. Yeah, you're, you're 10, uh, under 10. Yeah, under 10. And then when I came on at the beginning of this year, we just broke 15 after I came on. So they 5, were 000. freaking yeah. out that's about right, it. That's right, that's right, yeah. So in, in a matter of six months, they've grown another 30%. It's you know, yeah. it, it's, it's unbelievable. Right. So the growth is through the charts. I start looking at their what they have and talking to you guys about what it is. And you guys are all excited about it. And I'm like, okay, calm down. It's new. <laughs> you know, it's like you get a new car. You think it's the greatest thing. You know, we were Twitter paid it still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a year later, Luke's got all the all the garbage bags in the back. And oh, yeah. It's food everywhere. Food's everywhere yeah. And you're like, dude, don't worry about the mud on your boots now. Come on <laughs> in. But when it's new, you're yeah. excited. And, and that's what it, it kind of seemed like. So then I, I met with you and Greg which, Boyko. Yeah, which was a great meeting. And I'll lead into that. Leading into that, Greg was, you know, I had, you know, I had briefed Greg on who you were, what you were, do, you know, looking to do. And Greg, who, you know, we talked about before on this, and, and we all have a, a great deal of respect for, is a good guy who genuinely doesn't want to be successful unless he's helping other people be successful as, as part of that. Yep. And I said, look, you know, this is where this is where David's at. This is what he's trying to do. And he was just like, this is where he needs to be. Like, I mean, that was just, let's meet with him. And that was one of my favorite, um, like, agent attraction meetings or whatever you want to call it. Because you sat down with the mentality of, like, let's poke holes in this. Which is mm -hmm. what we want. Like, you yeah. know, like, run this thing through the ringer. Let's shake it out on the other side and see what it looks like. Mm -hmm. I'm like, uh, yeah, we got we got into it in that yeah. in that meeting. I was like, where's the profitability? Where if you're More giving numbers, yeah, yeah because it, it basically if if anybody listening to this ever gets a chance to to or an opportunity to look at the EXP model, go look at it because once you see it, it makes so much sense. Uh, why not? To, I mean, it's like why don't why wouldn't I do this? Right. You know, if you are a successful agent, why wouldn't you do this? Right. Um, and if you're a new agent, the training and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Like when I came over, like it's plug and play. You get yeah. over here and, and it's easy. So that meeting uh, with uh, Greg Boyko uh, went good, um, and it it made me think some more about it. And then I went to we. Uh, our group has lunch and learns. Yeah, I think the good thing too about that meeting, for myself and for Greg was, you, you posed some challenging questions that we hadn't been asked yet, and so mm -hmm. it forced us to kind of okay, let's get some answers to these. You know, and I don't ever want to be that guy that just blows smoke. So there were probably three or four questions where we were like, you know what, I'm not sure. Let's find out. Mm -hmm. And and so it just forced me to reevaluate and, and kind of look like let's make sure and uh kind of go back to that drawing board and be like and, be a, and the great thing was is we came back from that with answers that were like even like, like this is even better this yeah is, <laughs> more than well i expected done. with proof um yeah. you know because the proof is in the pudding yeah and then uh he actually got me on the phone with a guy named rob flick who, who we there's a revenue shy side of of exp 
and he's the top earner, right? Yep. Top earner in in EXP on a revenue sh- revenue share side. Yep. And I actually got on the phone with him. He had just gotten off a plane. Uh, talked to him a little bit about it. He answered a few of my questions. We still had some more, and then we broke that meeting. Uh, we got some answers on that, and then I went to a lunch and learn. Yeah. Once I went to the lunch and learn that I, from what I know. Our group is the only one doing the lunch and learns in this area with EXP. Yeah, that's as far as I know. The level we're doing. Yeah. I, yeah. I've heard of some like one-offs that are trying to do things. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't have the backbone yeah. to build that, that we have right now. So I go to this and they lay it all out. About an hour long, they lay the entire program out. You know, And I see that EXP does have the greatest technology. They're, they're yep. blowing everybody else away with the technology. Uh, they have some plug-and-play things that, like, marketing-wise, you know. I, I have pretty high standards with my marketing. I had some set stuff. I already outsourced it some, to some other people. But at, at this point, I'm going to be working with our marketing, the marketing department at EXP to create templates that match what I am currently doing so that I can use the plug-and-play in EXP system. But... I have used their plug and play for some some marketing materials and seriously in two minutes I created a, a listing flyer or I'm oh, yeah. an open house two minutes I created an open house flyer had it to the printer went and picked it up at the printer the next morning and that's what I love about our marketing team and and Mitch Robinson who just got promoted uh, really? within the past week yeah I, uh, I, unfortunately I can't remember exactly I think he's like senior no, he's the uh, C C. Oh boy, this is bad. Chief operating officer? No, not no. chief operating. A marketing C- officer. Chief oh. marketing. CMO. CMO. Chief marketing. That's it. He's the CMO. You know, Sorry about that, audience. Mitch, <laughs> I'm glad you had a chance to talk with Mitch. Mm-hmm. And you can, while we're talking about the marketing, real quick, is that you want to talk? Here we are, a publicly traded company valued at you know billion over a billion dollars or something like that now, and you can get a hold of Mitch, yep. chief marketing officer of the entire company, like. Mm-hmm. Whenever you need to. Yeah. I, I mean, just so accessible. You, huh. Name another place that that guy's accessible at. And this size of company. Yeah. Right. And yeah, that's and the that thing is, is he's told us multiple times, he's like, bring your marketing ideas to us. Give us a chance to stretch our legs and run with it. And that's the nice thing is if, if David Quantrell has specific marketing ideas that he wants to put forth and see if the team can make it, they're going to run with it. They're going to try and make mm-hmm. it for you. So next time down the road, it's just plug and play. Yeah. 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 Love it. it. Yeah. And so that, that's been great. Uh, the training. Um, I, I know what I'm doing, right? Right. I, I can sell a house. Right. right? But they have yeah. training on things about growing teams, which I'm trying to do. Right. Right. I'm working on right now. I've got two people I'm working on bringing over yeah. uh, to my actual, the Q team. Um, and they, they talk about that. Every Friday... The top top agents in EXP become what's called an icon agent, right. um, and I'll become an icon agent just if I do the same thing I did last year and the year before and the year before that. As long as I do that this year, I'll become an icon agent. And so when you're gonna have to listen to you on Friday morning. Oh, there'll be a time I'll be on. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! So basically, every Friday morning, three, three or four. Is it three? There's three with a uh, three with, with a, a moderator. With yep. a moderator. With yep. a moderator. So. When you are an icon agent, you're required to talk one time a year at the – it's called iConversations. And they have three of the top agents across the country. So this isn't necessarily like the person in your area, but it's somewhere else in the country. Share their ideas. What are they doing? Uh, what works for them? What got them to where they are? 
and they just ask them these questions, and you're able to go to it and listen to it. It's not pre-recorded. It's right. all live. You sit in a in a in a uh, what is it? A fake auditorium? Yeah, basically. Yeah, EXP yeah, world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go in this world, and you click on a seat, and you sit down, and you watch these people talk, and it, it's excellent. If you listen to it every week, I guarantee you, you'll pick up one or two things every week that you could apply to your business. Yeah. Um, and just think about that. You've got you got three agents from across the country who are the best at what they do in their area. Right. Yeah. You know. When yeah. you know when I was at when I was at First Point when I was at Keller Williams, if you had somebody special like that, a special agent like that, if they're in your they're if they're in your office, chances are they're not going to show you everything. Mm-hmm. But if you want to bring somebody in from out of state, well, you got the cost of the flight, the cost of the hotel, the cost of food and all that kind of stuff. With this, it's every Friday. These are these are the best of the best, mm-hmm. and they're just. I, I hate to say they're giving away their secrets, but they are. And they're giving them away because they want other agents to succeed. Mm-hmm. Because if they succeed, then the icon agent succeeds, and we mm-hmm. all succeed. And that, mm-hmm. to me, that is the one of the greatest things about EXP and the culture at EXP is everybody is trying to help each other get better. Yeah, um, and I want to take a step back to yeah. my decision to come to EXP. Yeah, definitely did that. Um, so you know, we talked a little bit about it already. And then so when I was looking at EXP and then I was listening to what Andrew Denton told me and I need to take the next step. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how do both of these things, how do I bring these into alignment? And is it either or or is that a done dichotomy? It's not either or. It can be both. I can take the next step in both directions, really. Right. Um, because I can grow my team, which is a tangible thing that I can sell if I grow it large enough and it will produce income. And then I can also, because of EXP, develop a a revenue share that works just like opening my own brokerage, but without the stress, without the overhead, without any of that, right? Right. So the way that looked to me was I broke it down into, into pretty simple math. If I brought on 20 agents at my own brokerage, I was going to make this much money with the stress, overhead, all that, risk, (laughs) risk. It was just insane. I'm like, okay. It's tough to manage your life. I think it was, what was it, 200,000 or something. 200,000 a year or something like that. Yeah. But a ton of stress. I said, so that's that's 200,000, but it sucks to get there. Then I looked at. And then, then there was overhead with that. So I think it was it was netting around 150 or right. 120 okay. or something like that. So then I went back to EXP's model with their revenue share. And I said, how many agents do I have to bring on at EXP in order to make that same amount of money? And the number was 50. I think it was exactly 52, to be exact. And I said, okay, so I have to bring on 52 agents over the next two years to make the same amount of money as I would opening my own brokerage, but I have zero overhead, zero stress, zero risk, and all that. I said, okay. EXP assumes all that. Yeah, yeah EXP makes sense on that side. Now let me look at the the, the business. operation, yeah. the business side. How can I plug in my business? How can I grow my business? How can I grow my team? And everything I looked at was so plug and play, so easy, so free to develop. Like freedom to do whatever you want, right? As long as your branding, the branding is the only thing restrictive by the state of Washington, not by EXP. Right. You just have to have it approved that you're using the right logo and the logo is the right size and that's it. You can do whatever you want. 
They care about you and your team almost yeah. more than they do their own brand. Yeah. yeah. And then you had profit share, which I didn't even realize until very late in the game that there was profit share. So revenue get, share. Or, no, no, or not. Yeah, revenue share. Revenue share. The part, the part <laughs> that I did, the stock options. Sorry, okay, I was gotcha. using the wrong gotcha. There's so many ways to make money at ESPN. We got half our audience out there like, wait a second. Yeah. Are you talking about, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I did know about revenue share, but I didn't know about the stock options, right? right? So you can, on every closing, you get you can contribute some of your... Uh, up to twenty percent. Up to twenty percent, which I do five. Just disclosure. No, sorry. At up a 20, to five percent. Up to five yeah. percent at a twenty percent discount. So that means automatically you gain twenty percent on the stock when you when you buy into it. Right. Plus the stock is growing. In one week it grew twenty percent. One week I'm like, should I cash out? My first six months, you know, I, I made an extra, you know. Four thousand, four or five thousand, yeah. just in the stock option. Yeah, yeah, just in the stock option. Not to mention, I already have in six months with very, very, very little effort. I have twelve people underneath me in the revenue share, yeah. right? Which means to get to fifty-two, I only need forty more. Now that I've gotten used to the company, I'm growing my team. I can start focusing on that, and that's that's not that difficult to get to no. because I've done it with little effort. Got to twelve. And you started at EXP in January 2019, correct? Yes. yes. And you've got 12 people underneath you. Underneath me. And the average you can get from people in your, in your first or second line is about $3,000. So in all reality, I should make 36000 extra dollars this year just because of people that signed up with EXP. Because as long as they're you. capping agents, there's like a disclosure part. You. Yeah, because of me. And you know, the stock the stock thing too, and I think it's just important, important to pass up because not everyone's in a buying stock. I mean, I get that. The thing I love about EXP, they're like, yeah, we don't care. We're going to give you stock anyways. <laughs> like, yeah. If you don't yeah. want it, we'll give it to you. And yeah. just by hitting benchmarks, doing things that helps the company grow, they're like, you don't want to buy it. We're going to force success in yeah. retirement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last, thanks. Last little bit, which is cool when you become an icon agent. And before we wrap this up is um, everybody in real estate is like, what's the cap? What's the split? Um doesn't matter as long as you produce. If right. you can become an icon agent, um, which if you've been in the business eight to ten years, you should get there, right? Yeah. You get your cap back in stock. Right. Right? That's so that <laughs> no one else is doing that in the industry. Nobody can do that in the industry no. because they have too much overhead. Yep. They need that money. EXP doesn't need that money. Uh, EXP doesn't need it, so they're able to give it back to the agents. So at the end of this year, I know I'll make Icon Agent. I will get my cap back in stock. So that'll be a uh, $16,000 bonus for Christmas. That's right? crazy. That's crazy. So in your first year, you could potentially make more than $20,000 in EXP stock. Yeah. That's yeah, you crazy. Know, think about the growth that we're putting right now in the last six months, growing at 30%, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you said. So mm-hmm. when people are saying things like, Hey, uh, you know, we're losing. Uh, or the stock's only worth 11, 12 bucks right now. A year ago, it was worth five bucks. Yeah. You know, and now we're growing at thirty percent in the last six months. Mm-hmm. Where's it going to be in five? And I don't honestly, if you're in the stock and all kinds of stuff, I don't care where it's at in the year. Yeah. I'm just worried about where you know. I mean, I'm just excited to see where we'll be in ten years. So. And then the average agent, and, and there's two different studies out there. It's six. The average agent sells six houses a year, and then there's another one that says eleven. So it's somewhere between six and eleven. Let's use six as an example. Let's say the average commission is ten thousand dollars, right? So they're making sixty thousand dollars a year. 
if if you're a single individual, I think you can live on sixty thousand a year. But with a family, it's going to be very difficult. Right. Um, now, the, those numbers I just shared in getting my cap back, and on the the uh, revenue share, those two numbers combined make me fifty six thousand dollars this year, just with the twelve people, and we're only halfway through the year. If I add another twelve, it blows that out of the water. Yeah. Right. So. I should make an extra $56,000 this year that I can't make at any other brokerage, which is just about what an average agent is going to get from selling real estate. Yeah. Six houses. <laughs> I'm minute. like, it's, and it's, it, it took zero work. Right. And you know, I, I, I just look at that, the, the mind numbing thing to me. And, and I think Rory would tell you probably when him and I first started our, you know, Tome Homes Northwest partnership, he, he was like, if there's one thing I learned, learned from you in the first six months was, to play hard and have fun. Like, I, you know, I was constantly trying to find ways to do things, right? And the Marine Corps motto, a lot of people think it's Semper Fidelis. It's not. It's work hard, play hard, right? It's, mm-hmm. I mean, it. There, there is that portion. You know, you work hard, but you need to reward yourself and your family. And what better way to provide extra revenue so that you can take mm-hmm. those moments and step away. And so I'm really excited to see where you're going to go, David, with this whole thing. I, when when you uh, called me up and said, man, I'm coming to EXP, it was like I just wanted to put my arms around you and give you the big Oh, it was exciting. Yeah, it it was, was totally exciting, yeah. Because um, we know what that means. Yep. You know, we know what that means for our our team, for our company, and for you and your family, uh, what you were going to be able to do for you know your wife and your kids. And so, so excited to have you with EXP, so excited to watch what the Q team is doing. Um, yeah, and just honestly, thanks for being here, man, to share all that with Thank us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This uh, was great. So... We want to make sure that people can get a hold of you because, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, if they need the Q team or they're a real estate agent out there looking to join an awesome team, Q, you know, is your guy. So how do people get a hold of you, David? Uh, best way, shoot me a text, give me a call, 253-988-5819. That is my personal cell phone number. Don't put it on any drawings you enter. <laughs> but you can, you can, you, if, you're, if you're not a millennial, millennial, you can use that to call me. And if you are a millennial, you can use that to text me. <laughs> Either way will work. He, yeah. he has yeah. figured out how to text recently. So yeah. I can't promise you that he'll stop texting you back. But yeah. All thumbs, which is true. <laughs> yeah, it's, true. it's true, this texting thing. All thumbs, if, if you are a millennial, might not understand this, but that meant you were kind of fumbling with stuff. Perfect right? for the Marine yeah. Run, right? Yeah, all, all thumbs. thumbs. <laughs> Can't figure nothing out. But nowadays, it means you can text great. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, all right, that's David Quantrell with the Q Team, uh, brokered by EXP Realty. I, again, thank you so much for being here. That's all we got. That's a wrap, right? Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it, David. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Hey, no problem. And again, we wish you all the success in the world. We'll see you next time. The content discussed in this podcast are the opinions of Rory Pitts, Luke Weaver, and all guests. This information is intended as general and for entertainment purposes only. We suggest all listeners do their own due diligence and research before making any business decision. This podcast is produced independently of and is not endorsed or funded by EXP Realty directly or indirectly.